Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Episode 60, recorded Sunday, June 6th, 2021. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone. And thank you for listening to Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cintrapino. Well, we're back from Nassau. Donna and I spent the Memorial Day weekend down in sunny Nassau for four days of diving with Stuart Coves. I'll tell you a little bit more about that during the Wet Notes update. We, fortunately, were down in the Bahamas while the Northeast was experiencing some chilly and rainy weather. Guess we really timed that one right. Also, Memorial Day, they say, is the official start of summer. And as we look ahead, I think it's going to be a really busy time. Our classes are filling up, and we are currently booking open water classes in August. Plus, we have three more trips planned for Dutch Springs. As for travel, we are still not sure about the Philippines in September. Although, I did see a message from Atlantis earlier this week that the Philippine governmental agency that oversees tourism, is trying to get things opened up for fully vaccinated people. But they haven't really provided a date yet, and it's tough to book flights given all the uncertainty. So we're standing by on that one. On today's show, I'm going to go back in history to talk about something that I first read about in the Journal of Diving History, and that is the Jet Osen. But first up is Wet Notes. So let's get started. This is Wet Notes, Scuba Shack Radio's news and information update for Sunday, June the 6th, 2021. First up, I'd like to give you a quick update from Stuart Cove's Dive Bahamas. Stuart Cove's has moved to a new location in Coral Harbor. Coral Harbor used to be home of Dive, Dive, Dive and Nassau Scuba Center. Both are now gone. Stuart just moved to this new property in the last month, and and he has big plans for the place. Right now, the main building is under significant renovation, so he has constructed some temporary structures to accommodate divers while things progress. I had a nice chat with Stuart on his plans to build out the facility and make it a great place to do your diving when in Nassau. We are really looking forward to seeing how everything evolves when we get, when we get back there next year. Good luck, Stuart, as you begin this new phase. I'm sure you will make it a world-class diving operation. In the May 2021 edition of the Divers Alert Network Safety Stop newsletter, they introduced the return of the DAN tags. So, what are they? Well, the DAN tags are a small round-crafted aluminum tag that can easily attach to your BCD. 
Your tag will be laser engraved with important emergency information that will help in the event that something happens. The DAN tag will include your name, date of birth, your DAN membership number, any specific medical information you'd like to disclose like allergies or other medical conditions, plus an emergency contact. They are pretty attractive, bright red, and are easy to order from the DAN website. The cost of the DAN tag is $20. Check them out at diversalertnetwork.org and go to their online store and personalize your tag. A couple of years ago, Hakai Magazine podcast did a series on ballast, and it was hosted by Ellen Kelsey. Well, Ellen is back with a new five-part series called The Sound Aquatic, The Ocean, and The Anthropause. The first episode debuted on May 25th, and it will run each week through June 21st. This series is about the soundscapes that scientists are recording, the surprising ways that animals talk and listen, and how the COVID-19 pandemic triggered a quietness in the ocean that is renewing commitments to lower ocean noise. The podcasts are quick-moving and entertaining. You can find them at HakaiMagazine.com or on any of your favorite podcast apps. Oh, and if you want to know what anthropause means, the term refers to a global reduction in modern human activity, and it was coined by researchers in the June 2020 uh, article in Nature, Ecology, and Evolution. Guess you learn something new every day. Now here's some discouraging news out of Grand Cayman. And it doesn't have to do with the COVID-19 pandemic, but rather about another disease outbreak among coral, the stony coral tissue disease, or SCTD. According to an article in the Cayman Compass, an isolated area containing the disease was spotted at Anchor Reef off of Smith Cove, and that's along the southwest coast. And that's not good. The Cayman Department of Environment also reported infected sites along Grand Cayman's east coast. The DOE now suspects that divers and boat operators may be spreading it, although scientists are still not exactly sure how stony coral tissue disease spreads. If you look at the outbreak map, you get the feeling that it could be divers or boat operators. There are new disinfecting guidelines for local divers. I'm not sure how these will translate to us when the Caymans open back up again. As if we didn't have enough to contend with with COVID-19, now it's stony coral tissue disease and our dive gear. Every day now, we are learning about more destinations for diving opening up around the world. One of these locations is Bonaire. There was an article on Dive Newswire from the Bonaire Tourism Department that indicated that U.S. flights will resume on June 5th, and the country is launching an island-wide health initiative. American and Delta will be resuming their Wednesday and Saturday flights 
from Miami and Atlanta. Unlike the Bahamas, it appears that you will still need an antigen or PCR test, even if you are vaccinated, before entry. And, of course, for returning to the United States. Sounds like you might be able to get these tests at the airport or at three other facilities on the island. So, even though Bonaire will open, be sure that you are properly prepared. Hopefully, in the near future, you will be able to travel without restrictions if you are fully vaccinated. And finally, here on Wet Notes, I just saw that Bob Ballard has a new book out, and it's titled Into the Deep, a memoir from the man who found Titanic. A couple of years ago, we met Dr. Ballard at the 65th Boston Sea Rovers Clinic, and his presentation was fascinating. So I'm sure the book will be equally fascinating. There was an article on CNN where they interviewed uh, Bob Ballard, and according to this article, the book delves into some of the most defining moments of his personal life, including the tragic death of his son. Bob Ballard turned 79 in June, and he said that with the pandemic, he had a lot of times on his hands, so he teamed up with Christopher Drew of the New York Times, who's an investigative journalist, to write the book. Into the Deep by Robert Ballard would be a good one to add to your summer reading list. Well, that's it for this edition of Wet Notes here on Scuba Shack Radio. When I was in Pennsylvania in the early part of May, I had the opportunity to visit a very unique dive shop. Northeast Scuba Supply is located in Norristown, Pennsylvania, not very far from where I grew up. I went there to pick up some V-weights that our guys had ordered for their doubles rigs. I think it was over 60 pounds of lead, and we were able to avoid those hefty shipping charges. Not only does John Allen do this type of custom work, he has an incredible inventory. And what really intrigued me was his vintage, very extensive vintage scuba collection. So as I was wandering around his various rooms, I spied something out of the corner of my eye. It looked like one of those little old ladders that hung off of a bunk bed so that the little kids could climb up to the top bunk. At least that's how I saw it in my mind. But hey, I knew what this was. Up until a few months ago, I would have not recognized this piece of vintage scuba equipment as the Jet Osen. That's spelled J-E-T-O-S-E-N. You see, there was a really interesting article in the Journal of Diving History written by John Council who, by the way, is the president of the Historical Diving Society. The article is titled Conversations with a Rare Breed, and that rare breed is 92-year-old Jim Sautel, the inventor of the Jet Osen. Now, back in the 1950s, there was a great deal of innovation going on in the world of scuba diving. I'm sure there were numerous successes and failures as the industry continued to evolve, 
one of those successes appears to have been the Jet Usen. Essentially, this device was a quick-release device for the scuba tank. And according to John Council's article, the early backpack harnesses began to show up in the 1950s, and they, were, uh, they held the tanks onto the harness with metal bands that were bolted in. And that made it a bit of a challenge to haul around the tank and harness together. It was a challenge to fit the tank and the harness into the trunk of a car, or just think about getting the combination to the fill station. So Jim Sotel came up with this device called the Jettison, and he made the system out of aluminum bar stock, and it was pretty thick bar stock at one and a half inches. I'm wondering how heavy that might have been. He also crafted the aluminum with protective plastisol. I had to look up exactly what plastisol is, and it's sort of like a PVC coating. So I'm wondering just how comfortable that would be. Now, we have an old Scuba Pro hard case BCD on display at the shop, and I tried it on, and wow, did it hurt my shoulder blades. Thank goodness for my Halcyon rig. The Jet Osen had a chest strap, a quick-release pin to separate the tank from the bracket, plus it had a handle attached to the tank bands so you could carry the rig easily. The article also contained an image of a 1954 Healthways advertisement for the Jet Osen, and it was priced at $16.95. My Healthways catalogs go back as far as 1960, and the Jettison was still being offered for the same price in 1960. But then, in the 1961 catalog, there was no listing for the Jet Osen. Perhaps sales were not good, and they discontinued offering it. Apparently, U.S. Divers also was offering the system, or at least ordered some units. The revenue that the sales generated allowed Jim to relocate to Michigan, where he and his wife opened a combination dive and ski shop. I guess he had a keen interest in searching for shipwrecks. One in particular was the Westmoreland. He never found it. But the guy who did, Ross Richardson, apparently was on the phone with Jim Sawtell when his side-scan sonar picked up the wreck. That was in 2010. Jim started his search in 1956. By the way, the Westmoreland sank on December 7, 1854. Wow, over 150 years before being discovered. Here's another thing I didn't know, and that was that in 1959, Jim went back to work for Healthways as director of research. I don't remember coming across Jim when I was doing my research on Healthways. Again, he was on the forefront of innovation when he worked with Dick Anderson, and they were working on Healthways' single hose regulator. I did a segment, a couple of segments on Healthways and Dick Anderson earlier in the podcast. Seems... I always come back to Healthways somehow. Thinking back, I wish I had spent a little more time examining the Jettison when I saw it down at Northeast Scuba Supply. 
Maybe the next time I'm down in Pennsylvania, I'll shoot over there and take a closer look and maybe find some other gems from our early days of the sport. I would highly recommend that you get your hands on the first quarter 2021 Journal of Diving History and check out the article, Conversations with a Rare Breed. Not only is it a great read, but you'll also enjoy some of the pictures in there. It never ceases to amaze me that there were so many different pieces of scuba equipment being developed way back in the day. Sometimes I look at some of this stuff and I scratch my head. But you really have to give these guys a lot of credit for taking the risks and doing what they did. Well, that wraps up Episode 60 of Scuba Shack Radio. Again, I want to thank you for listening, and I'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Until then, take care, everyone. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time.